This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, looking nice and fresh, uh, are you on the other side? Uh, if you check out my uh, LinkedIn, I am the producer. Psych, I don't have a LinkedIn, but if I did, it'd be on there. Honestly, this is a chaotic start. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Maddie D. I thought you had a LinkedIn. Um, shame on me. Uh, you know, if you're if you're tuning in this podcast for the first time, you're coming back. Thank you. Regardless, uh, we are a Confederacy of Dunks. We're on Raptors Republic. Yeah, we're fans, analysts, uh, comedians, actors. We're all basically just hardcore Raptors slash NBA fans. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, thanks for checking us out. Uh, Maddie, let the people know, you know, all, all the good stuff. Uh, yeah, I will say again, thank you for listening to our season nine of the Confederacy of Dunks. We are officially in the off-season basketball funhouse, wow. what we call it. So, you know, strap in, you know, uh, give us your tickets. Here we go. Check out the funhouse. We continue throughout the summer right until October when the new season starts and that is when our season 10 will premiere. So there'll be some time off here and there. We are going to take next week off. We're going to take a a week off. So we will have a two week break after this to, to soak up some more free agent uh, news that's coming, but yeah, go to dunkspodcast.com. We've got our, all our stuff there as well as raptorsrepublic.com. We've got our, you know, link tree set up on our social media. So it can kind of take you wherever you want to go to our YouTube on Raptors Republic as well. If you would like to watch some of the segments, we're trying something a little different right now, or we're just putting a few segments on the YouTube. And then, you know, as always, the full episode is always on the Rapcast on your favorite podcatcher. Folks, you hear that? That's how it's done. That's a that's a slick promo. Uh, you know, link tree. There's like Matt just hitting all the marks these days. Um, he's 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 a vet's vet, and uh, I'm lucky to have him. And yeah, we're gonna take uh, next week off. Uh, I'm gonna be at Canada's Wonderland every single day, <laughs> <laughs> riding every ride. Um, because, just standing uh, on the mountain for sure. Yeah, I'll be I'll be the I'll be so you know. Yeah, if you want to check me out, I'll be standing on the mountain and <laughs> someone will push me yeah. off and I'll fall into the big pool. Yeah, Freddie will be um, diving all week. 
<laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, I'm the professional diver. Uh, eat a lot of funnel cake so that you know they don't have to pay me. Um, okay, let's uh, let's get going here. But um, you know, uh, before before we do, uh, I'll, I'll just say uh, free Brittany Griner. Um, you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you can Google uh, Brittany's name. Uh, you know, one of the best athletes. Uh, going right now and uh unfortunately in, in a horrible uh nightmare of a situation so uh yeah. anything you can do uh to you know get involved or get informed um i encourage you to do but uh let's get let's bring on the guests i'm really excited to have both of these guests back uh it's not their first time no new friends uh not this week but um yeah let's start with someone i saw recently uh, I went to go see uh, Adam Christie, friend of the podcast. I lives in the annex, and it was the perfect opportunity to go to one of my favorite places in the world, uh, George's Chicken, and uh, eat a burger, get some gravy, uh, eat some onion rings. You know, check out the uh, check out the progress of the Honest Ed's uh, buildings. They're they're going up fast. <laughs> Listen, if you're moving in there, you better support George's Chicken. Cause this is like a, this is what the annex is all about. Like, you know, gentrification is moving fast, but you make sure you help these people out. They're, they're a good, honest, hardworking family and they, uh, they're incredible. And, and this guest is amazing. He's, you know, a perfect person to have on, uh, when it comes to draft, he, he's like an all sports person, but you know, obviously obsessed with the Raptors and, um, Man, we've we've talked basketball, you know, countless hours uh, over the years. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for John Rallis. Yeah, buddy. All right, it's good to be back. It's been, I think, it's a year later. Actually, I think the last time I was on this podcast, we were recapping the draft and then some uh, free agency moves. Uh, honestly, I said I would try and come back before. I, it would be a year longer again, and then I just never ended up reaching out to you and vice versa. But I just, uh, I'm glad to be back again. I'm glad that you dropped in. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Freddie used to always come by my restaurant, George's Chicken, uh, George's Deli and Barbecue on Bl- the corner of Bloor and Bathurst. We always used to ch- talk basketball. I think he was always late coming back from his lunch breaks because I, I sure was. Yeah. Spend countless, uh, countless moments speaking basketball. So here we are now uh, back on the pod. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. And, you know, listen, I, I, I don't want to make this an empty gesture, but I got to have you back sooner than a, a calendar year. You know, yeah. I'm putting that on me, putting that on me. Um, but uh, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, yeah, she's someone whose basketball opinion I admired from afar for a long time, you know, before I ever had her on the pod. And before I was lucky enough to do her pod, the uh, the Raptors Queens podcast, one of the one of the OG podcasts out there. Um, we also share a bunch in common. We, uh, we, we love birds. Uh, we, we love nature. Um, you know, her probably as canoe girl, uh, on Twitter, uh, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Allison hope. <laughs> this song. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If you, if you're mad at us already, that's okay. Allison. Okay. Is that like boomer music? <laughs> I, I get it. But despite that, I just want to say guys, Matt, Freddie, thanks for having me back. And I, I want to give you props for nine years, uh, 252 episodes. It's always fresh. It's always fun. There it's unpredictable, but it's always relevant. So you guys are, 
I think you guys are probably the OGs now, the longest tenured. Is that correct? We we might be up there. Yeah, there's definitely some basketball personalities that have been going longer. But, you know, this this pod is uh, as steady as she goes. Um, but yeah, uh, Allison, thank you so much for, for joining us again. And I mean, I forgot that that was your music. So <laughs> just, uh, I mean, deep apologies, but again, Matt, you know, he knows what he's doing. He, um, he carries hey, me through these. So yeah, it's been your song since you you first came on. So <laughs> it's yeah, that, that's the rules. I, you know, those <laughs> yeah. are the rules. That's yeah. the, um, the rules. Age is just <laughs> a number. <laughs> yeah. Age is just a number. Uh, that's the, I guess the boomer song. So sorry. Um, <laughs> Didn't mean to okay boomer you, you know, you got you got some amazing opinions. So uh but yeah, let's let's dive right into it. Uh Maddie, my good sir, uh give me your your, your weirdest, funniest, uh most delicious Raptors sting. Me and spending all my life leaving in a Raptors paradise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um Did I catch I that mean, one? I Okay, like you know what? Let's just do it this way. Uh, I I'm trying to think who is that Weird Al? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, Weird Al. I'm gonna go ahead and say, Matt, uh, of all this, uh, you know, these new uh, new kind of uh, things you've been doing, that's the most relevant celebrity by far. <laughs> uh, he's got a uh, movie coming out with Daniel Radcliffe, I think. Yeah, um, it's a biopic. I think that's uh, he's playing right. Weird Al. But I right, guess he's yeah. more. But he is a bit of a '90s reference where I like to keep it. Yeah, you like to keep it right in the '90s. <laughs> but uh, hey, Weird Al's still relevant, okay? <clears throat> um, also, for some reason, his distorted voice was very recognizable to me. <laughs> I guess like I guess he messes with that a lot. But um, okay, let's uh, yeah, let's let's dive in here. Uh, I'm gonna go to you first. Uh, uh, gonna go to you first, Allison. Give me your early thoughts on uh, on uh, 33rd overall pick Christian Coloco. And uh, I mean, this is like sort of a Raptors standard now, but uh, undrafted uh, uh, pick uh, or, you know, so I guess signing uh, Ron Harper Jr., son of uh, Ron Harper, five time champion. Well, I think it was pretty clear that the pick was either going to be a point guard or a big. And I never really gave much credence to the theories about the Raptors rolling with a roster of all six, nine guys, especially when you consider that Masai's sole trade acquisition during the championship season was Mark Gasol. So clearly he puts a premium on the five spot and I'm not comparing Coloco to Mark Gasol in, in any way, but there's a lot that I like about this pick. And just at first glance, he moves in a way that's very similar to Evan Mobley, very mobile, covers ground quickly. And I, I didn't study Evan Mobley extensively, um, but it, it's my sense that uh, Christian Coloco's sense of timing on shot blocks is better than Mobley. And I think the three things that impressed me were um, the ex exponential improvement in his free throw shooting. Uh, his first year, freshman year, 35%, then 62 and 73 in his junior year. And that's really a staggering leap. Um, and I really can't think of a similar precedent for, for improvement um, at the line. Uh, the other thing that he has got that really pretty little 10 to 12 foot jumper, and that really bodes well for, for further development. Mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward to Scotty and Christian hooking up on lobs. That's going to be so much fun. 
And then Ron Harper, uh, he, he kind of tantalizing the 40% from three in his last season. I like his length. Um, he's certainly a high volume shooter, 12 attempts a game. Um, I'm going to reserve judgment. I mean, we've had some three point specialists in the past, Jason Capono, Matt Thomas. If this guy can get himself open and clear screens, th- there might be a prospect here. Lots of great points. Um, you know, get open and clear screens. I think we've, uh, you know, that's a good way to describe. I feel like the the difference between being, you know, a good shooter in general and a good shooter at the highest levels. Like, yeah, we've seen guys like Svi, um, who you know, just looks like he should be a knockdown shooter. Matt Thomas, who is a knockdown shooter, but kind of can't free up space. Obviously, there's super famous guys like you know Jimmer Fredette. Uh, and just like, you know, people who struggle at that next level because, you know, it, it, you do need that athlete, that athleticism to kind of get free. I also want to touch on your colloquial point, And I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, I, I, I definitely a you know, classic, you know, I start the pod with trust in Masai and I got into vision six, nine, but uh, I do think it is relevant that as much as him and Bobby have a vision, they're not like, they're not totally stuck with it. And they saw this prospect, this guy who's seven, one, you know, doesn't fit in with the whole six, nine thing, but it's a guy they like. Uh, you know, I also think it's an interesting trend that they, you know, obviously Scotty was young. OG was young, but we're really, you know, the Raptors don't really go for like the, the kind of teenager like they, they, they like, they like these kind of mature players. It's obviously weird saying, you know, a 22-year-old is infinitely more mature than a 19-year-old. But I think, you know, sometimes people get too caught up in, you know, like the younger, the better as far as a prospect um, or even a player on your team. And I think that, uh, you know, his upper trajectory is is fun. And, yeah, he looks like a lob threat immediately. He looks like a, a shot blocker. Again, we'll see how he, you know, moves at the highest level. Uh, how many defenses he can learn and how fast he can learn them. But uh, I'm really excited. You know, I, I'm really excited about Coloco. And I think uh, Ron Harper Jr. is a guy that uh, I'll say I'm, I'm curious about. You know, not every undrafted uh, signing has, has panned out for the Raptors, but enough of them have. And, and that alone is, uh, you know, reason to be curious and excited. But, uh, John, yeah, how are you feeling? I hope, I hope we didn't take all your points away here. No, Allison brought up some some great points uh, about Coloco. She's uh, absolutely right. The free sh- free throw shooting, just watching him from year one to year three, the development was, uh, I mean, it was huge. Uh, she touched on it. The free throw shooting improved a lot. Um, the inside scoring, I mean, they were giving it to him deep in the, deep in the paint, and he was finishing at a high level. Um, what intrigued me a lot was, uh, I mean, the tournament, he was arguably Arizona's best player. And that, I, th- I thought that spoke volumes. I mean, they had three first-round picks in Maturin and um, Dalen Terry, who also played a big part in, in that deep tournament run. And he really stood out to me the most. The shot blocking is obviously something that the Raptors obviously need. He's just the Raptors. He's just the Raptors pick right now. They clearly have a type, and he fits it. He's got he's got the second longest standing reach in the draft and the lo- second longest wingspan. He's just he's a project. He's a guy who started playing basketball late. I know he, he's only tw- he's 22, so he's a bit of a late pick for first round uh, for a late prospect in terms of age, but uh, it's got a lot to like, and it's a position of need. And I'm, I'm pretty stoked about him to be honest. I just love how quickly he developed it in a, on a team that had a lot of options offensively. And he really stood out to me, especially what he did on the defensive end. So I'm really looking forward to it. I don't think he'll start this year, but I do think he's going to come into his own and he's going to be a big piece for us going forward. I, as Allison mentioned, I do love the switching. 
he actually switched out in the Pac-12 on a few guards after some uh, screen and rolls and he got switched on to smaller players who were quicker. And he, he held his own, so I was really impressed with that. As for Ron Harper, just uh, I thought it was a solid undrafted signing. He's another guy with a long wingspan. Um, Allison also brought it up. I mean, was coming off screens pretty well. He's a, he's a big dude. He's 6'6", 245. He, he moved off the ball pretty well, though. He had a chance moments to um, score the ball off the dribble himself. I mean, he, he was their focal point offensively. He was a, a big part of um, Rutgers' offense. I do love players kind of who don't shy away from the moment, and I know they lost in that first four game, but he just was phenomenal in that game against Notre Dame. They lost in double overtime, but he was going shot for shot with some of Notre Dame's players, and I just love that he had the confidence to go in and take those shots. And, uh, yeah, so he, he's another guy who really improved um, his three-point shooting. He took the same amount of three-point shots from his uh, junior year to – senior year and he improved uh, a lot shooting wise again he's got the wingspan so i'm not sure what to how he's going to fit in the future but i think this is a good uh gamble to take it's funny though because the two prospects i were interested in were um i was interested in coloco too given where we were and who was available and i was also interested in the guy who went a pick later jalen williams not the quite not the same athleticism or quickness but i just think he's a really high iq basketball player and i really love the way he played for arkansas and all the little things he did and how much skill he's got so it's kind of i was really happy with the pick overall I wonder where he was on the draft board for the Raptors. I've been interested uh, to see where Jalen Williams fit um, if Coloco had gone prior, but would have been cool to see. Yeah. But, also, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that two two Jalen Williams, right? Yeah. Two of them. Yeah, they, I think they already they both got drafted by OKC, and they already did the Spider Man meme to yes, each other. Did. Yes, they did. Yeah. It's just pretty funny. It is. Um, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll just add uh, that I I think. Um, you know, uh, you probably said this a little bit, but, you know, classic Raptors pick where it's a guy that, you know, everyone's going for swingmen and we have a bunch of swingmen. It just kind of seems like we're a step ahead of the league when it comes to drafting and, you know, the way we kind of manage and develop our team. And, you know, even things like shooting, uh, we, we're just not – if a guy can't shoot, we'll teach him how to shoot. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll, the last thing I'll say about the, the guys we drafted, because, uh, you know, we'll be seeing them pretty soon in Summer League, is that uh, I can't remember the last time we drafted a guy that, like, was a good shooter. Like, is that – is it Fred? Is Fred the uh, the last guy Undrafted. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, undrafted. Sorry, yeah. But I, I, I'm trying to think a of the shooter. last time the Raptors brought in a guy that is, like, already has a reputation as a good shooter. Um. So, so that's pretty exciting. I mean, like, uh, last guy probably Terrence Ross, honestly. Oh, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Terrence Ross. Wow, yeah. uh, who ended up being a great NBA shooter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people have issues uh, with Terrence Ross, but uh, flight, flight is it flight thirty one or flight fifty one? It's flight thirty one, right? Thirty one. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just saying flight fifty one because he scored fifty one points in a game. Uh, exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah, John, John, let's stick with you. And, uh, okay. This isn't usually my territory. I usually don't jump on like sort of big, you know, big ticket rumors, but I think there's a bunch of interesting conversation to be had here. Uh, and you know, uh, it came on uh, the low post, uh, with, uh, Sean Marks and, uh, with all the stuff that was going on with Kyrie and KD. And I know that Kyrie is, you know, Signed his one year doesn't mean that he won't be traded still, but um, obviously the league is starting to wonder what's going on with KD. Like, you know, does he want to stick around? And this just could be summer stuff, but I think it was interesting that Lowe, Zach Lowe, 
said that the first call would be to the Raptors uh, about um, about Scotty Barnes, and he made the joke that every Raptors fan or every Canadian is going to throw their Timmy's cup uh, against the wall, sort of thing. And and my gut reaction was, uh, what what are you talking about, Scotty Barnes? Like uh, under no circumstance. But I'm interested to hear both of your thoughts because I, I got to say, I've, I've turned around a little bit on that, uh, that hard stance, uh, which is uh, interesting and new feeling for me as a, as a Raptor fan because I've been pretty, you know, stay the course type person. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go to you first, John. Um, yeah, simply put, like, you know, we don't have to get into all the mechanics and picks and all that kind of stuff. But in principle, would you trade uh scotty barnes for kevin durant so it's it's funny because every time i've been asked a question like this for other franchises in the past i've always said well your draft you you're getting an opportunity to trade for an established superstar generational talent you're supposed to do it because you're hoping your hope is that this the young player that you have will be eventually become kevin durant so uh, like i say would you would i trade scotty barnes for kevin durant you know what like technically you should if that's all you're giving up along with picks right but I just feel like in this case, I wouldn't because we just had a crack at a top five pick. It's not every day that we get this opportunity. And I do think that he developed so much in year one that I really do think he can be that superstar talent. Not on Kevin Durant's level. Not Kevin Durant's a generational talent. Mm-hmm. I understand he's got term left. And it's funny because if we do trade Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant along with a surplus of uh, draft picks, we're instantly title contenders. So, I mean... Technically, you shouldn't. You, you hope to get those guys, and if a, if the opportunity of getting Kevin Durant, every team should jump at it. But I really do think Scotty Barnes is uh, has the potential to be really, really special. And I mean, he's just scratching the surface. So I, honestly, I I wouldn't because I do feel like he's a guy that we can build around, and we have more room for error with him, right? So that's why I kind of like the idea of just sticking with him and then seeing how we can build around him. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Uh, crazy enough, I just wouldn't do it. No, that that's not you know crazy. I think that's like the rational take. Uh, but you hit on the main reason that that's given me pause here in just this hypothetical. So you know, again, my instinct is to be like, wait a second, we're 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 good now. Everyone in our team's getting better. You know, um, watching Pascal and and Scotty play together, and you know, things are just so good. I feel like we have this sort of trajectory to be a fifty-win team for you know, many years in a row if we're managed properly and, and why you mess with that, you know, you, you don't really mess with that. And I think the direct comparison, you know, people obviously jump to Damar Kawhi scenario, but what you hit on that I feel like pushes me in this hypothetical direction is, is term. And I'm not, I, I you know, with, with, with a guy like Kevin Durant, like I'm not scared of the money necessarily. I don't, People are like, oh my god, like forty-five million. It's like, well, that's what the very best players in the league cost. Like, that's just kind of like what's what. And I, I do think sometimes we have this obsession with young players, and we think their trajectory is just like totally exponentially straight up, and it's not necessarily. And and I, you know, I too think uh, Scotty is going to be like a, like a crazy special player. Uh, I think there would be so much risk, like Kevin Durant could get injured. Um, you know, I, I think there's just so much volatility in a trade like that. But at the same time, uh, I start to, you know, th- kind of have that NBA 2K, like looking around at like, wait a second, Fred, OG, Pascal, KD, like this is absolutely, you know, a, a contender. And then I think, 
that would also put us in this place that I don't remember ever being as a Raptor fan where we would just have like a, like a, a glut of ring chasers. We would have all sorts of incredible veterans who are like, Hey, I'll, I'll take the discount to come play with you guys. Um, and, and, and yeah, I think obviously I've, I've gone probably too far with this take and the simple thing is like, nah, it's fine. We don't have to trade Scotty Barnes, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, are, where, where are you at Allison? Well, I, I'm a huge KD fan, but I got two words for this and it's hell no. <laughs> um, so I think you could probably argue that he's maybe one of the top five players in the history of the league. Um, absolutely elite skill set for his size, but he turns 34 in September. Mm-hmm. And I think the risk reward reward ratio is just tilted too far towards risk. And the ask for him would be so big and it would hamstring the Raptors for years down the road. And I mean, the Nets want another rotation player plus Scotty. And how do you even begin to match the salary there? So I just think it's too much. I'm going to say no to that. Very, very fair and very reasoned. And, you know, yeah, it's funny. Like I, I, I'm usually a hell no to stuff like this because I also feel like a little bit, I don't know, as a Raptor fan burned over the years with, with chasing, stars and uh, i'm sort of down with this this Masai approach to be like hey i did the thing with Kawhi. we won a championship Kawhi left still so i want to have this like fully organic dynasty so you know yeah I'm, I'm 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 with you i think the risk reward is is absolutely outsized uh and uh and also i'm just um i think i think i also feel like kevin durant is going to he's proven me wrong as far as coming back from injury and, and, and like how well he's played. And I also see some of the similarities with the way we were able to like, you know, load manage Kawhi. I feel like we'd have a strong enough team where we could say, okay, you're playing half the games you're playing, you know, back to backs. Like we are just treating you like a total assassin, but I'm going to, I'm going to walk it back because I feel like, uh, anyone that's listening to this podcast might unsubscribe because uh, it, it is wild to even entertain the idea of of trading Scotty Barnes. But for me, yeah, it's different than the you know DeAndre Ayton or um, you know Rudy Gobert rumors and stuff like that. I just for me, I, you know, I, I I have to pause when I hear a name like Kevin Durant. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, let's talk some NBA. Uh, Maddie, if, if you would, you know, give me your, your loudest weird alliest, uh, NBA sting. This is Adam Silver. (laughs) (laughs) I am so happy that it was. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, you know what? That's a keeper. Like, dude, that's a keeper. Um, Okay, uh, hey, listen. I just want to throw a request. If yeah. you're doing like '90s comedy gems, give me some Super Dave Osborne. Oh hey, yeah, that'd be a good you, one. If you give me some Super Dave uh, for the for the Gen Zs out there, honestly, that show holds up. Go, go check out Super Dave Osborne it on does. YouTube. Uh, it's so weird and amazing. Shout out to Hamilton. Um, yeah, shout out to Hamilton. Yeah, was it all from there? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Hamilton, a lot of stuff films there. Um, but, uh, Maddie, I want you to come in for this. Um, we're talking, uh, we're, we're talking space jam. Um, so I want to make sure you've seen it and, uh, just kidding. Just kidding. 
Um, uh, Hustle, uh, the movie. I have not seen it yet, but, um, you know, uh, I'm such a basketball nut that everyone in my life is, you know, every time I see someone I haven't seen in a while, they're like, uh, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, pretty good. They're like, have you seen Hustle? Um, so I really got to watch it, but yeah. uh, looks pretty good. Looks like they got a lot of NBA players. Looks like it's, uh, it's a, I don't know if it's a comedy or a dramedy or it's just sort of a serious, stressful movie or what. But it seems like it, you know, perhaps captures what is basketball or, mm. you know, the kind of intricacies of, of the, you know, the draft process and scouting and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, uh, I think I think I'll go to you first, uh, Allison. Uh, you know, the question here is uh, if you were in charge uh, of making an NBA style movie, um, you know, wh- what would it be like? What's the focus of your NBA movie? Well, this is really a fun question. So I went with the um, DeAndre Jordan hostage situation in two, in 2015. Yes. Um, when he had signed with or announced his intention to sign with the Mavs. And then uh, the Clippers showed up at his house. And, you know, if the, the rumors are true, barricaded him in his house. And there may have been a chort- tear against the door. And they yep. held him incommunicado um, until the, the midnight deadline lapsed. And, I mean, who plays the villain? Is it Doc? Is it Blake Griffin? Uh, who plays Cuban? I guess Cuban was out driving around. Yeah. So, yeah. He's driving around Dallas, apparently, like furiously. Yeah. Um, that's uh, sorry. Did I interrupt? No, 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 no. Uh, that's a fantastic answer, Allison. That, you know, the, the high dramas of, um, you know, yeah, the, the high dramas of free agency. And like, I, I think, I don't know how long ago that was. That must be like eight years ago or something 15. like that. It's yeah. 15. Oh, 15. my God. Yeah. 15, um, 2015. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was like, yeah. okay. okay. I'm too gullible. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I should have been like, that wasn't 15 years ago. DeAndre hasn't been in the league for 15 yeah. years. Um, <laughs> and but, I have a runner uh, up if you're interested. I, I am. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the locker room drama with the Cavs um, in the 2016 championship run after LeBron got uh, David Blatt fired after going to the NBA finals the previous year, like to see what's going on in the back room there. Oh, I thought, wait, so is that the one uh, I know J.R. Smith threw a, threw a soup at a, Oh, I don't know about that. See? Assistant coach. Okay. So that, that's not part of that. I don't know that that would have been, that may have been in the mix. <laughs> what what is the drama? So just uh, I I don't I don't exactly. There was a lot of different types of drama with that with that Cavs team. So well, is think, this sort of like did LeBron confront David Blatt? No, I think he just basically pulled the levers behind the scenes and got him fired. And by all accounts, he was a very good coach. So I mean, it kind of you can see how Bron's sort of history of inserting himself in decision processes and kind of mm-hmm. managing things behind the scenes. So that would kind of be fun too. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh yeah, there's some juicy stuff here. I don't want to take anyone's, uh, anyone's, um, you know, concepts away, but that the, the locker room thing also makes me think of, um, you know, uh, I think this year with the, what there's two different ones. There was one where, um, the Clippers like used like a back alley, uh, in, in Staples and tried to like infiltrate the locker room in like a fight scenario. And then also there's that one where, I think, you know, Jokic and, and Morris got into like the, the fight kind of, and Jokic, you know, injured Morris. And then there's a, the image of like Lowry and Butler and the heat 
like all at the door and there's like a security guard holding the back. Like the locker room stuff is, is fun. Like that's, it's very dramatic. Um, okay, John, what's up? Well, what's your, what's your NBA movie? Like, yeah, what's the focus? Uh, you know, I, like we always see these feel good stories. I would just, I don't want to turn a dark side, but like just kind of interesting to see like a high, like uh, kind of like a Jay Williams situation where, you have a guy who's highly touted as a prospect and then kind of um, suffers a tragic injury and then see how, see how he develops after uh, basketball. I know it's, I, I didn't want to be like off field, typical field good story. Just kind of cool to see like a different twist. Uh, I'm not sure mm-hmm. how further I would go. I just know if I was directing a basketball movie, I need more Anthony Edwards. He was phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's already my favorite quote in basketball. He's, he's actually, great. He's just so authentic and he's just so much fun. Uh, he was great as uh, he played Kermit Wills, I think. Kermit, uh, can't remember Ker- the characters. What was it exactly? Kermit, I, I think. Yeah, Kermit, Kermit, Kermit Washington? Wiltz, Wiltz. I think it was Kermit Wiltz. I can't okay. remember the character that he played. Um, oh, in Hustle. Yeah, you got to check it out. He was awesome. I mean, he was he was pretty savage. He was pretty cutthroat. Um, but yeah, honestly, like uh, just a really great movie. I'm just really bad when it comes to like creative ideas and movies. I don't have the greatest um, creative mindset for that kind of stuff. But I just know Anthony Edwards is just the fo- focal point of any movie that I'm doing because I need more Anthony Edwards. I just think he's phenomenal. That's what I need. Hey, you know, I don't, don't sell yourself short. This is, uh, you know, this is, a, it's a, you're, you're focusing on the good points here. And I think, you know, yeah, uh, in a non-jokey way, you know, we do often kind of like idealize like the glamour uh, of the NBA. So I think, you know, so some of my favorite NBA movies, uh, you know, are documentaries, right? Everybody knows Hoop Dreams. And, um, you yeah, know, this is sort of the the industry and, and and you know, the disposability of, of, of players' bodies and kind of how they're looked at, how they're treated. And that's, that's really ripe with the draft, right? And, and you know, injuries is uh, – even you think about, uh, you know, a guy like Clay's journey through injury, who's already established like, you know, Hall of Famer or, or what about a guy like Oladipo? You know, the journey he went through like this two years of just, you know, a mixture of setbacks and, you know, just all from one injury. So like your life is really it's, uh, you know, it's precarious. And, and I think that um, sometimes people get a bit too carried away with uh, money. And, and that solving all the issues, but uh, you know, also just add Anthony Edwards is a total star, and uh, yeah, he's awesome. Like, first of all, he's an incredible player. Second of all, he's an amazing quote and just charming, just a charming guy. Um, okay, Maddie, what's up? I feel like you know, <laughs> I'm all, I don't know where this is going, but I'm already excited. <laughs> okay, well, my idea centers around Draymond Green. Okay, great. I'll give you a bit of the start of the movie. In this NBA world, Draymond, he's really ramped up the kicking people in the groin. (laughs) Okay. He's gotten a lot of texts. Comes down, Adam Silver comes down and says, listen, you do it one more time, you're banned. You're banned. He does it one more time. Everyone's booing him off the court. He goes into a dark hallway he's walking back to the dressing room but it's very dark and then all he sees coming at him out of the, out of the shadows is luke kang doing the bicycle kick <laughs> knocks him out we got draymond green in mortal combat yep. <laughs> he wakes up he's in whatever that world is there's the you know goro and uh you know jacks <laughs> and he's he's got to win the tournament to get back to earth and 
he finds out that all the kicking that he's done in his career is his best quality and what is going to get him <laughs> make him a hero. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I, you know what? When you started with Draymond Green, I thought you were going to go like this is a podcast focused thing, but you just went straight for the guttural kicking someone in the groin and you built a narrative around it. I'm just going to say, not disappointed. Uh, if you're listening, uh, you know, this is, this is Maddie D. So uh, I, I hope you appreciate it. Uh, shout out Goro. Um, <laughs> me, and my, me and my brothers played a lot of Mortal Kombat growing up. Goro's hilarious. Weird character. Um, I, uh, I also, uh, I'm going to go a, a little bit sci-fi here. Uh uh, I'm, I'm the 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 movie is escaping me. What's um maybe maybe you guys can help me out, Matt, Maddie. I'm yeah. sure you can. It's the uh, it's well, what's the one? I think it's Sam Rockwell. He's a game show host, like the Gong Show, uh, and he's also like a FBI like oh, agent. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, that's what I want. I want someone who's living like a double life. So they're an NBA player. But it it also gives them like access to you know all parts of the world. No one suspects them. Um, obviously, they can't really blend in because they're 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 very big human beings. <laughs> but I I kind of want to explore that right. Like, let's say you know it's funny. I was sort of thinking Draymond as well, but maybe someone who's like a little not as high profile. Let me go with like a let me go with like a Clint Capella. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Clint Capella is like a good established NBA player, uh, but also, um, you know, he works for uh, let's let's do a Canadian here. He works for CSIS. This is like uh, so, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind 2. So yes. That's yes. I think I, I think that's what. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that the Sam the Rockwell? Yeah, yeah. 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 Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Um, I was going to say moon. Which <laughs> yeah, I know. That's my first thought too. It's <laughs> definitely not moon. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe moon needs to be remade as well. Like also maybe just give me like, give me Kawhi in a full length Western. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know what that even like, maybe he throws instead of like, you know, firing a gun, he throws a basketball at somebody's head. He could easily uh, be on Westworld too. He can be like, Oh, that guy's a robot. Totally. Um, but then also like in key moments, like not a robot. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. So um, shout out Westworld, shout out Goro. Uh, I, think, I think we did this question justice. Um, and also shout out out of all the Mortal Kombat people you named, Jax. Yeah. It's the one that surprised me the most. I know. Uh, um, of all the people know, to remember, yeah. Jax no and Goro. No love for Kano, I guess. But <laughs> no um, okay, let's uh, let's move on here and uh, and wrap this baby up. All right, um, I'll I'll go to you first, uh, Allison. And um, yeah, so uh, my last question here is: um, John asked before we started recording, and you know, just for for folks listening, yeah, I'm not ne- not necessarily free agent. Could be a trade. Uh, I, I'm just thinking like a big name changing cities so uh of all the players you know right now it's uh this is this podcast is coming out on june 29th um and uh you know uh free agency is right about to begin but uh whether it's through free agency or trade um 
Who do you think is the biggest name to change teams? Oh, man, I went with this is entirely subjective. And I went with a couple players that I really, really like. And I'll just mention Jalen Brunson. Um, he's not the biggest name, um, but I've always been a fan. Um, he's a really nice compliment to Luca on that roster. Mm-hmm. But this year with Luca out, he really showed his ability to step up and lead the team. Um, I mean, they didn't get as far as they wanted, but he really carried the Mavs when Luca was injured. Um, I, I think he would be a really significant addition to a team that's looking to go deep. And it sounds like Dallas is going to have to go deep into their pockets um, to keep yep. him. So, I mean, after his, his uh, playoff run, it's clear he's going to get paid. Um, you know, he has the potential to be a franchise changer, just, you know, wherever he ends up. And DeAndre Eaton was the other player that I really like and who I think can make a splash somewhere. I think they're both restricted, but. Yeah. There's, there's noise there for sure, right? You know, I've been reading about Brunson the past couple of days and and, and um, De- DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton was, was my backup uh, because, you know, if he's a first overall pick. I think people forget that. You know, his first year in the playoffs, he went to the finals. So um, it's a big, big name to, to change teams. Um, John, who's your, you know, who, uh, who do you think is going to change teams? Like the, 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 I guess the biggest name out there. I mean, Depending on me on the news, uh, I would have said Kyrie or Durant, but I mm-hmm. guess I guess that buys him another year just because Kyrie did opt in. Um, can't really. It doesn't seem like there's too many big big names, but I think the one big name that could be on the move is either Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think the Utah Jazz need to just make a change. It's kind of like the Raptors. Yeah. I mean, they bring back the same group every year. They have regular season success. Quinn Snyder. I mean, step down as a mutual departure. I just don't know how they're going to become better. He was such a great coach. He did such a great job with that group. I think he just did, I mean, he maximized their potential and they just they just went as far as they could go. And I think that they just need to change up and shake the chemistry up a little bit. So I think Donovan Mitchell, I would personally rather keep um, Rudy Gobert. I know that Donovan Mitchell is just, uh, I mean, more marketable and he's just like a star ball, ball handler and everything. So I know that they'd like to keep him, but I, I think that he could be on the move. And um, another guy that I think kind of uh, is a little under the radar, I'm not even sure if he's in trade rumors too much, but it's Jamal Murray. Maybe the Nuggets just mm. want to kind of shake things up a little bit and just they saw how well Jokic did without him in the lineup. I understand that he is a big piece, but maybe there's a chance that they could get somebody a bit more seasoned than him and uh, package him. And he's still young enough. He's talented enough. And I know he's coming off an injury, but maybe somebody's going to be willing to kind of take a chance with him and uh, trade a, a star who's kind of on an expiring contract. I'm not sure – under more term, I'm not sure who that is, but that's a guy who I could see maybe Denver wanting to shake things up and uh, trading him. Uh, Jamal Murray, that's juicy. I like that. Um, so yeah, my my guy was Gobert. My backup was was Aiton. I, I totally agree with you. I think that Utah has like hit that mark. Snyder was the first kind of ball to drop, and I think they're gonna you know as much as they've talked about trading Donovan Mitchell, I think they're gonna try and salvage that situation by uh by trading gobert i think that uh yeah he makes a lot of money and um should be you know should be a big you know that a lot of teams consider but i think there are some kind of hang-ups there and and my sneaky one and and as sort of in the same vein a little bit uh, as your jamal murray pick uh, i think he he wanted out uh you know if past couple years but uh you know cleveland was really good this year and i think that there's an opportunity for cleveland to say hey 
actually now's the time to uh, depart with Kevin Love. And I think that they're building, you know, for the future. He was a really good part of this team. And maybe, you know, maybe they just ride it out and keep it as a vet. But I think it's sort of like his values risen. So I feel like some team is going to be like, you know what? We have a little bit of cap space and we could use a guy like that. And he's a great shooter, et cetera. And, um, you know, we, 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 need, we need more scoring, whether it's like a Miami or whatever. Um, you know, like I'm thinking like something like a Duncan Robinson and somebody else for Kevin Love. Who knows? But, um, yeah, Kevin Love's kind of my, my sneaky pick there. Uh, I got my eyes on Shea. But uh, also, I feel like that's one of those things that that Canada's and Toronto's really trying to talk into existence. And, and honestly, I I feel like as as much of a weird kind of disaster as as the Thunder are at times, I, I don't think they're gonna move on from Shea. He's so good, so young. Um, but uh, yeah, that 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 about does it for the pod. Uh, uh yeah, th- thank you both so much for doing the doing the show. It was fun. Thanks for the invite. Anytime. Hopefully I uh, can make it back soon. Yeah, totally. Next time you come back, I'm going to have better internet. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go to, let's go to you first, Allison. Um, you know, is there anything you want to plug? Well, you know, where can people check out, uh, you know, what we're going to uh, obviously put your Twitter up, uh, you know, Raptors Queens or, or, you know, also anything you want to just say to people. Yeah, check us out. Uh, We're on Spotify and all the podcast sources. We're kind of taking a hiatus for the summer, but um, looking forward to the regular season starting. And as I always say, just want to remind everyone there is a climate emergency. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it it bears reminding. I feel like people uh, like to forget about that and it's uh, pretty scary. So uh, uh, thanks for saying that, Alison. But um, John, uh, what's up? What do you want to let people know? Uh, what are you up to? Well, just uh, right now, I'm just helping my uh, parents out at the at their shop. Uh, just George's Deli again, George's Deli and Barbecue on the southeast corner of Bloor and Bathurst. Uh, great homemade burgers, great chicken, and if I'm if I'm in the store, you can uh, chop it up. Some NBA talk, any sports. Like uh, Freddie said, I'm pretty diverse, so I always love talking to my customers, especially about sports. Um, just don't get me going too long because maybe your food's going to get a little too cold because I can go on for hours. Um, <laughs> you you yeah. can, but it's worth it, okay? That's, yeah. that's a part of the experience. So, yeah, support small business always. It's been a rough uh, couple of years, but, yeah, it's uh, great to see that Freddie kept going with the uh, podcast. Great to see him. Look, he's big time now. Raptors Republic now. Uh, he's, I mean, he's big time. Remember when he started uh, – with uh, Maddie and I think there was one guy, Kevin, right? Yeah, yeah, Kevin Douse, yeah. man. Oh, I, I remember, uh, you know, years ago. And now looking at him, he's big <laughs> time. So yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, it's great to see it. Honestly, it's just great to see it. Well, thank you. I really, really appreciate that. Um, it, it, it's been a fun road, and um, you know, we're we're obsessed. So it's nothing, nothing stopping us or slowing us down. We're we're having a good time in Raptors Republic. And I need um, to hear, uh, sorry, I need to hear Maddie's thoughts on Nazem Kadri winning the cup. Boy, Maddie, <laughs> you gotta you gotta give me some. Your thoughts here, Maddie. <laughs> uh, super happy for Naz. Huge go. moment. Yeah, I was very happy for Naz. I've always been very pro Kadri. Loved his little comment at the end of the yep. game. Uh, everyone who uh, thought I was a liability can kiss my ass. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but I will say, Kadri, you are a liability still. <laughs> there is truth in that, but I would still take you uh, on a playoff team for sure. So, yeah, super happy for yeah. the uh, Colorado Avalanche, too. Because, you know, all I'll say is that, hey, you beat the Leafs in the first round and you go to the Cup, 
You're 0 for 3. So it's not, you know, you don't want to face the Leafs in the first round, okay? But as a hardcore Leafs fan, I think we should <laughs> trade uh, Matthews for Kadri and Kessel. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Two free agents. Just two free agents we got to yeah, trade. Yeah, for. that's not even how it works at all. They're not on the same team. Two free agents. Get it done, Dubis. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, uh, again, thanks to everyone who's been uh, listening to the podcast, supporting and um, helping us grow. Uh, subscribe. Uh, follow Raptors Republic. There's so much good draft stuff going on right now. And uh, Summer League's right around the corner. Free agency's right around the corner. And we'll see you in two weeks. Maddie. if you feel like we're good, we're, we're, we're done, and we're uh, good to go, give me those words I love so much. Okay. Okay. Listen to the Confederacy of Dunks exclusively on the Rapcast.